It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Coast of Mexico, coming to you from the Hawaii, I, I assume. Uh, Samantha, how you doing, Sam? I'm just really sad my room doesn't have a cool name like the Snuggery, and it's uh, just from yeah, her house. No, no, the room is upstairs studio. The uh, the apartment is the Snuggery. The, uh, my, my apologies to all yeah. involved. It's, it's, I, very, my it's very complicated. It's just my apartment. It doesn't even have, actually, oh, it does, I call it Uzbalchistan actually like that's our wi-fi name uh-huh. so i refer to it as like the kingdom of these yeah our, our wi-fi name is the the snuggery um because <laughs> we want some continuity there no when we decided <laughs> we're going to move we had to figure out what the name of the place was going to be and i i got a sign where there's a there's a sign and and everything i think it's nice uh, a snuggery Ooh. it's a cozy place and so we want that with, sounds uh, nice the snuggery yeah so lovely uh, so Sam, we're going to talk about cleanup in a minute. Um, hey, sure listeners, are. if you were if you were wondering, um, I don't know if I mentioned this yet. I, I settled on a name of for the kayak. The ty- the kayak is the the tipsy mermaid. Um, Sounds good. Not as good as any a, of my suggestions, but good. Yeah. Well, I had to, she's <laughs> she's she's a half drunk, and uh, that's the way it is. Um, Sam, I met a guy. Look, you haven't heard this, but I've started a small business. Oh. Um, yeah. What's I, your small I, business? I, well, it's called. Uh, it's called Jeff's Eye Patches, Peg Legs, and Hooks. I've got a okay. small kiosk on the uh, on the beach where I'm making Perfect. I'm making custom eye patches, uh, hooks, and peg legs and for peg legs. for pirates or or anybody else that happens to walk up and be be looking for Indeed. any of those things. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you, I've, I've done a couple commercials on the podcast so far and everything, but uh, business isn't really going going all that well there's not as many not as many pirates wandering around as i was expecting lots of one-eyed pirates uh, well That's i mean what i thought yeah because you know pirates pirates, have one pirates they get in battles they lose a hand they lose a leg they lose an eye they're looking for one for some each. for some bespoke custom gear it's kind of artisan right. to um, both we're doing instill respect and terror in their enemies yeah yeah i mean we're doing custom embroidery on the eye patches or whatever and and everything and then i i met just a day and a half two days ago i met a guy with an eye patch so the only dude i've run across who could possibly need anything from my business already has an eye patch and it's like it's like a good looking eye patch too see that's what i was gonna ask was it good 
It was a great eye patch. So and what I'm hearing is that somebody else has an eye patch stand that you need to go burn they, down. They must. Um, because he was he was, I mean, it was if I was I, I would be very happy to have such an eye patch. Um he he offered to steal my bike. Um okay. so that was interesting. I was Well, he was a pirate. As we have well, apparently so. I, I pedaled over to the uh to the shop to pick up a gallon of milk so I could make yogurt for Tasha today because cool. that's the kind of life I live. Um yeah, in the and uh and next to the the bike rack at the at the shop was a a old you could tell it was an old U-Haul truck okay. because of the of the coloring but it didn't have any of the like their logos on it. It was like it was probably from like the 80s or the late 70s. Cool. And, and the uh the eye patch guy is sitting in the the truck by the side of the beside of the store and as i'm locking up my bike he said you know if i wanted that bike that chain wouldn't keep me from taking it cool. and but he said it in a very friendly way right. and and i said well that's okay because it's got a gps tracker in the frame and I could probably find you and I've got a concealed Glock and, and we'd, we'd find each other before, before you'd find the tracker. And you've got an eye patch. You're not hard to notice in a crowd. So. Yeah. And, and, and he just smiled and, and uh, um, it does have a GPS tracker in the frame. I do not have a concealed carry Glock. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this is new information. Well, I, I mean, I, only because I, you know, the beach life, it would just be, it would be an encumbrance. Um, yeah, also pirates out there. So, you know, yeah, you yeah, protected. No, no, and it's hard to conceal, conceal carry a cutlass. So I was, um, I was just going to say, could you have a cutlass instead, but not concealed, just flaunt it. Yeah. Because well, part yeah, of having which, a cutlass is the fabulousness of wielding a cutlass. Oh, well, sure, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, that's something I'm going to work on. Um, I think, I think, uh, Mississippi is, uh, looking at their, at their knife laws. I think the cutlass would, uh, um, so maybe the cutlass might be legal soon. Um, Ooh. so so he was, and I, I didn't get into the whole idea. I didn't ask him if he would like to stop by my kiosk. Right, um, to come get a new eye patch. Please don't steal them. Yeah, but I guess yeah. you do. Just tell him where you got them. And and listeners, I don't think he was 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 really threatening to to steal the bike. I think that was just just dude fucking around. Um, which is which is delightful. Which is which is why I gave him a little bit back. And and we parted. He was still he was still sitting there. I don't know who he was waiting for, looking for some looking for somebody with a more expensive bike or something. Right, he was looking uh, for a better bike. Sorry, Jim. He was he was still there when I when I came out. And uh, the back of his Utah truck, all bikes. Yeah, yeah, just full of bikes. Um, so we chatted a little bit more, and I took off. So, um, that was a that was a little adventure. So, Sam, we got to check in on the playful change challenge. Ooh. You were, according to my notes, Sam according, according gonna... to the weird dossier you keep on me. <laughs> Not just you. Um, <laughs> Sam was going to going to. Oh, does that make it worse? <laughs> Keep a dossier about everybody I've met. Um, well, not everybody, just the important people. I so I, I've got on my I've got on my list. Sam was going to quote unquote finish more stuff and be a more gooder teacher facilitator. Yeah. So how's that going? Uh, am I finishing more stuff? Yes, but also I'm spending time on things I actually like and care about more. So. Like I'm finding, so like I do a lot of crochet, so I'm finding patterns that like amuse me or 
I was in the process of making, so there's a baby shower at school tomorrow for people I do not know. Um, and probably, and we'll probably never really get to know very well, but I feel weird if like you're invited to something, you have to give something. Sure. So you so have to hand like, make Great. something for them. Yeah. You have to do something. And I'm like, well, it's, it's a, it's a crochet toy and a bottle of Advil. So. <laughs> Sounds good. I, so I was, I made like a little like baby rattle stuffy toy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started as a bunny. And as I'm making it, I, I'm working from the legs up and I'm making it and I go, I would like this better if it was a frog. So I made it a frog instead. I didn't follow the pattern, but I completed the project and I love it. It's, a, I have a picture of it. I don't have it on me, but it's a, it's a strange little frog thing. So the, the Advil is what does the rattling? No, the Advil just is what the frog is holding to give to the parents. Oh, oh okay. Please okay. enjoy. Uh, <laughs> children, what do they need? The Advil could also be for the baby. I don't know. I don't have kids. Don't don't ask me. Oh, here. So here he is in a little boat. Oh, that's a cute little he's frog. frog. Very short he's arms. A little frog. Yes, he's a little stumpy boy. Yeah, guys, a little stumpy froggy with uh, I, with uh, T Rex arms. Yes, I made him. Originally, I was gonna have him have long arms, and I showed it to my sister, and she said that's a little weird for a baby. And I thought, okay, I'll just give yeah. it weird stumpy arms that don't make sense for a frog because it's baby. Yeah, baby just shove baby just shove those. It's those, just uh, in long mouth, and it's, it's organic nose. cotton. Oh, so of, of course. Doing so good. Of course it is. <laughs> now, some of that uh, uh, episodes and episodes ago, you you explained uh, how you recycled sweaters for their yarn. It's yeah! not recycled. It's not recycled yarn. No, this one was this one was gifted to me. This yarn was it was a gift. So I was like, and it's very very thin. Like the yarn is like boy maybe like a millimeter thick. So like what do I do with this? <laughs> Don't know what to do with it. So I finally found a use for it. And I feel very accomplished and happy. Um, oh, and the good. other thing I'm finishing up more of, finishing might be the wrong word. I'm actually taking the word vomit that lives inside of my brain stew and putting mm-hmm. it some like on, as words on a page. So now it's not just festering inside of my brain, it's festering in my notes app. So that's good, that's fun. It's, it's a, I haven't like, I will say like, yes, the things are being finished and that I'm actually doing them, but like none of the pieces are like done or publishing quality or whatever, but they're very fun for me to work on. And I get a lot of ideas for things I just want to write about. And I have, I've noticed I've been spending at least like 10 or 15 minutes a day. I'll just like lay on the floor and start typing and writing something and like trying to figure out like, is there a point to this? (laughs) This should be rambling. And well, that's, way, a, that's fine. Ha- having it out of your head has got to be a, a step in the right direction, right? It feels it feels good. It feels better. It also it helps me also kind of like focus a lot of like my energy, my interests, my rage at points. So oh. that's useful. Oh, I can't hear you know. what. Let, let's hear a little bit about the rage. <laughs> what are you raging about? Oh, I, rage might be the wrong term. No, I was. Uh, I okay. I said rage because. Um, I thought the phrase, there's the phrase advanced maternal age uh, after you hit 35, um, which okay. is on the way out, but still used. Um, and I've been getting a lot of questions about when I'm going to have children, et cetera. So I've been thinking about advanced maternal rage. <laughs> Please stop asking. How, you know, how much of my worth as a teacher is determined by my perceived fertility or lack of children or actually having children and like I've had people like make comments about how I would be a better teacher if I had children of my own. 
and things like that. I'm like, this is a lot for one person to handle. So I actually then went onto my favorite website, JSTOR, and started looking for some research about it. And there was a really interesting piece done about uh, childless teachers in a child-centered environment and how that makes them feel and et cetera. Now it was published when I was four, Mm-hmm. So it might be a little out of date, but it was, it was an interesting read. You know, the research nice has been that. replicated how many times? Yeah, no, just what? Just, just, it's just anecdotal, just interviews with some, some people. So it was nice to read that there were people at some point in time that had the same feelings I do. Sure. Hence sure. the point well, of I mean, that, literacy. That always, that always feels, <laughs> that always, that always feels, feels good. good. So yeah, there's, there's some of my question rage, you know, just generally turning 30, the ceaseless march of time, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, 30. You're still a, you're still a pup, <laughs> Sam. Um, yeah. I mean, having, having that, that whole like-minded people thing, I, I, if I was on the social media, I'd be looking for, um, for other owners of oh, iPatch, iPatch, uh, hook and so you can learn stands. their business model. Sure. Sure. So you sure. can just undermine so can, them. Yeah. So we just, no, we just commiserate. Um, so, uh, so I started a new, I mentioned it. I started uh, in another episode, I started a new, a new fun thing. I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading the Shakespeare. Um, Oh, the Shakespeare. Yeah. So, so I'm a, I'm a couple plays in, I'm I'm trying to read them in order, but nobody really knows. Why? No, nobody knows. I I mean, really, why, what, why read them? No, just like, no, why, no, why read them in order? Because again, nobody really knows. Like they're all kind of, he wrote well, several at once periodically. Well, because that way, I mean, they've got they've got a, a fairly good idea, but there's just some some wiggle room. I'm going with the Royal, uh, the no, the Globe Ooh. Theater um, uh, people because. May I ask you a question about when you yes. read Shakespeare out loud? I'm sorry, this is now an episode about Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you, when you read it? Do you read it out loud at all? Because when I read mm-hmm. it, I often will read it out loud because I like since it's a play, I feel better mm-hmm. re- like hearing it as opposed to just reading it. I I don't do a lot of things out loud. I kind of dramatize it in my in my head. <laughs> you're just you're just better at stuff than I am then because I'm like, oh I want to say this. What does this sound? Yeah, and I, I don't need the dogs uh getting all worked up with me uh getting all dramatic. But um so but but I, I read some, and then um so uh what's his name? That uh that Game of Thrones guy? Which there are many. George the R. R. one, no, the one, the one who wrote, yeah, the guy that, yeah, he, George he, R. R. He, 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 he stole some Shakespeare. Um, oh. oh, yeah, blatantly. And you know what? Good for you. I hate to tell you this. You know, the Lion King is just Hamlet, right? Well, sure. But have you, are, are you aware of uh, Titus Adronicus? Uh, I'm aware in the Vegas sense of like, I know I've read parts of it, but I have never read the whole play. Okay. So Titus, this is, this is like the first Roman Roman Shakespeare play. And so, um, and the first history, but, um, so, so, so Titus, but, um, so Titus is a a Roman general, right? And, uh, he, he, like, takes some prisoners and brings them back to Rome. And then, and then he, he kills the, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the queen's, uh, uh, son, the the queen he took uh, captive and and kills sure. her son, but then she decides she's going to get back. So uh, so she sends her sons to uh to kidnap and uh, rape his daughter, and uh, and uh, you know afterwards they have to cut out her cut out her tongue and cut her hands of off. Yeah. Uh, and 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 then later on he finds out that that happens, and then he he kills his daughter because she's suffering. He doesn't want to suffer anymore, so he he kills her. Which eh, I don't know. Um and. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he he kills the two 
the two sons, the the rapey boys, and uh, and then he drains their blood, grinds their bones into powder, makes a pie, and feeds it to um to their mother. Um, yeah. So so that happened. That was that was um that was that was exciting. Um, there's some <laughs> terribly tragic, but also good revenge. Good long con you're playing there. Yeah. So that guy, he ever goes after my bike for real? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Off it'll come be, the hands. It'll be bone pie. <laughs> off, no, just off come the hands. But but I'll make him hooks. I'll make him hooks. <laughs> but he has to um, buy them. Yeah, they're not free. <laughs> they're not free hooks. They'll look so great. He'll want to buy them. And right. That wow, be, I love these. Yeah. Oh man, I let me sell some <laughs> of these bikes, and I will buy those hooks, um, including your bike. Um, so we're talking about cleanup. We are. Well, okay. So my other, my other kind of goal was like, be better at teaching and facilitating and whatnot. Sure. Right. So this is something I've been thinking about. So I know for many people that like cleanup is a relatively stressful time of the day, especially if you have a schedule wherein it is cleanup because you have to go to be somewhere else. You know, right. if you eat in a different room or if like the classroom switches or whatnot. So our schedule is when it, after it is time for cleanup, we go to eat lunch and we eat lunch in the cafeteria. So periodically cleaning up is really hard because we play with as much as we want, when we want to, we don't, I don't make them clean up as they go all of the time, especially if they're really into something. I will let that, like if they took out a puzzle and then all of a sudden they're playing a game with somebody else, I'll call them back later and just let them mm -hmm. know like, hey, your puzzle's still out. You want to pick that up? Then at cleanup, we have to put that away. Uh, I don't do, I don't do like, um, you know, like you, you trace a picture of the blocks and then you put that on the shelf and like all of the blocks of the same shape go wherever. I literally just have a bin, like throw the blocks in this bin. I don't care. Um, you can, if you ever see the video listener, you can see my room's pretty the same way. I'm like, here's a bin. <laughs> Stuff goes in bin. I know where the bin is. And I bin. It's like a little adventure every day. So, but even still, you know, sometimes you, there are days where like we're dragging our feet, things are going a little slower. We still are on a timeline. Like we have to get to the cafeteria. So we get out of the cafeteria so another classroom can come in. And I found myself earlier this year, uh, get, like just getting even more stressed around cleanup mm. and becoming more frustrated and more short with the children um and like pointing like pointing out to them like oh you can go clean that up you can go clean this up but like basically just barking orders at them in what I hope is a somewhat nice sounding way but in a way that I was like oh I'm nagging and this is boring I don't like why am I doing this um, I, I've this is not fun this is not a cool time of the day not everything so, needs to be time out yeah. why yeah. why do you think was was there something else going on that led you that that was stressing you out about some something else stressing you out and it manifested itself in in lots of fucks to give about cleanup? Or... Probably probably a little bit of both. Like a there was the like the schedule thing. Like we if we're eating in the cafeteria, we have to be in there by a certain time because the cafeteria staff makes the lunches and they can only sit out for a certain amount of time. At all of that, so I'm like I want to be perceived a as like an on time person. The other teacher is sure. always on time. I need to be an on-time person. What will they all think about me if I am not? Um, but there's also, just, you know, the constant stress of... People asking is, you, telling you that you have to have a baby if you're going to yeah, be a good that, teacher. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that. and am I am I a good teacher in a general sense? Are these children meeting the goals that have been mandated for them? Um, are these goals useful for them? Do I need to be rewriting these goals? How do I bring up rewriting these goals? You know, all of all of this fun stuff. Um, and it could have been a day where somebody was feeling very overstimulated. There might have been a lot of pushing, a lot of yelling. Maybe I had a headache. I don't know. Just like it, and it was a pile on of things. It's never sure. just one thing, of course. But I, I found that I was I was like really obsessing over cleanup and like it had to be done fast and it like we all have to be working the whole time and like if you if you pick up something and you put it away like go find something else I'm like ew sh shut up you're being so rude like you're being boring and I actually didn't get myself out of this funk it was one of my buddies while we were cleaning up so again one of my aforementioned bins uh, is for train tracks because I love trains and everybody mm -hmm. loves trains trains are cool. And it's the kind of box that's a hinge lid. So the lid doesn't come all the way off. It just goes backwards and then forwards. So it's really easy for them to open it, take out what they want, or just dump it all and then put them all back. And we're cleaning up one day and I'm still being, like, I, I'm I'm moving a little quickly. I'm being a little short. Um, I'm like all serious. I've got RBF on. We're getting our work done. And one of my buddies, who we'll call him Mikey, is putting away the train tracks and what he's doing is he's taking the hinge lid of the bin and opening it up and going arr, 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 and eating the train tracks and he goes sad monster arr, arr, arr. <laughs> and all of the, just everything just evaporated for me it's like that's delightful this is delightful so then I pick up the hinge lid and I go feed me and then more kids come over and they're all trying to throw the train tracks into this bin monster's mouth and I'm I am making burping noises like I'm talking to them as they clean up like feed me red and they feed you know they all find red trains and it took longer but it was sure. so fun like they're laughing we're having a good time I felt less stressed they were as soon as they were done they helped put the bin back and then we you know got on our way to lunch it was a very small thing that I realized I was the cleanup monster that I didn't need to be. And this little cleanup monster was much more fun. We we didn't have to make this a stressful time. I was allowed to have fun with it. I was allowed to be silly. He did that every day for a week. Like he kept going, he just would take out the trains just to put them away because he loved this. He thought this was so exciting and fun. And it was. Have you thought about putting googly eyes on that bin? I did. You thought about it or you did it? I did it. Yeah. Okay, good. It's because gonna... I, I, I've got it in my notes here. I've got it. I need to get your, uh, your, your take on, on googly eyes because I, I got a bag of googly eyes, um, googly eyes for the, man. for the snuggery. And, and, uh, I put a, I put a couple on the back of my Kindle because it's got the little engraved smile on there. <laughs> so, uh, that's great. So the, the king and then and i put a couple on on uh on reggie the robot garbage can and so he opens his mouth to eat hold stuff. on i thought reggie was your ai assistant your ai, well, AI assistant is a garbage can well it's just kind of uh i mean reggie can do both <laughs> it's not like he's eating garbage he all the time that's um, true he's got many so he's got his go googly eyes and then and then it came with some like three inch big googly eyes and, yeah. and so i put them i put them on the refrigerator 
perfect. And if you look at the refrigerator at a, at a certain angle, she looks really pensive. Um, like she's worried like about something. Lisa. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, she's worried about something. And I don't know what, and then I put some on, on the washer the other day, hoping that, that when it spun the googly eyes <laughs> would Google, but they, but they, they didn't. And I've, I've still got like 200 googly eyes left. And well, like um, you got a lot to Google. And so I don't, I don't know if the googly eyes on the stuff is, is Triton hackneyed or if it's quirky or if I should seek help. Um, um can't because it be both? Can't because you maintain I, multitudes? Because I, I did one other thing. Um, I made, uh, I haven't, I haven't put eyes on Reggie Jr. He's the, uh, the smaller robot garbage, Ooh. but any, uh, uh, Reggie, I made him a construction paper, uh, tongue, um, the other day. So his tongue is sticking out, um. Um, that's great but i love it okay it's great i think it's delightful like anything that brings me a small semblance of joy wonderful i'm all about it that's great there are also some photographs um hung up that i've thought about putting googly eyes on 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 the like the people um but i thought that might uh, that might bother Tasha, so I haven't done that yet. You just yet. gotta see if she noticed. <laughs> I just heard from the I just heard from the other room. No. Sorry, uh, so, Tasha. So that won't be happening. Um, so cleanup. Um, people build up a lot of energy, a lot of friction about uh, about cleanup. And it can it can totally be a thing. And sometimes it 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 totally depends on, on where you are. If I mean some people are real cleanup people. And it is about the cleanup, but yeah. when people are dealing with other stuff in life, that becomes a, a, a spark. It's a really for... easy target, sure. you know, cause it's like, Oh, the like theoretically cleanup is something that can be done the same way every time. Right. All of these things can go back on the shelf in their little spots where the pictures are like this. They shouldn't be hard. We can just get this done. That is one thing that will not, you know, ruin everything else that's, currently in a mush in my brain right everybody can do this nobody needs direction and then people need direction and you know you start to think I think a lot of times I would also start to think like oh does this reflect on me as a person and as a teacher if cleanup isn't going quote well unquote like if they're if it's taking a long time what are people going to think about me are they going to think my classroom is disorganized that I'm not very structured that the children you know, never know what they're doing. How will that, how will that make them perceive me? So if I want to be perceived as successful, then I need to feel successful. The easiest way for me to feel successful is to have a bitch in cleanup time or something. Yeah. And, and I mean, that can go to the extent of, I mean, the places that have the, the silhouettes for everything, the blocks, the, the, the Y-shaped blocks get stacked on that, on that construction or that uh, contact paper silhouette and everything. And, and, uh, I mean, there's probably administrators walking around that that the teacher that has that, mm -hmm. that that's a good teacher. The teacher that's that just teacher has a been together. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a there's a lot of emotional heat and energy around around cleanup time. And and I mean, my thing always is let's go to the homes of all of these people who get all bent the fuck out of shape about kids not cleaning up and let's look at their let's look at their closet and their desk mm -hmm. and their bedroom their and, sink. Uh, and yeah yeah let's let's check it out and see <laughs> if they're if they're living up to the standards they set for fucking three-year-olds right exactly and, and that was also a bit like the that very obvious very 
dumb realization like smacked me in the face. <laughs> Sam, they're three, they're four. What is your problem? You don't do the dishes every single night. You probably should, but you don't. And you know, why Why are you expecting the kids to be thrilled about cleaning up every single day? No. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, this is why I, I, this is another argument I have for, for mixed age groups, because mm -hmm. I think you, I think you need enough age range that you've always got a child who is interested in positioning schema play because those kids get into just for that, that period of time that they're into, into positioning, they get really into making sure things are where they go and lined up and, and put where yeah. they belong. And so, so that kid, that kid who, who six weeks ago, they, they were always missing a shoe is, is just lining everybody's shoes up and they find a sock and then they go find the foot it goes on. And, and so if you've got a, a wide range of, of, of ages and uh, developmental levels in your group, you've always got a kid that's interested in positioning that can kind of be your, your, uh, your, your, what? He's sort of your cleanup deputy? captain. Yeah, he's yeah, your oh, cleanup cl captain. Yeah, sure, sure. And, <laughs> he's making, uh, I, and that is actually Mikey, the same kid from, from earlier <laughs> that made the cleanup monster. He, if he sees something that, like, if somebody has left a bowl on the table and the bowl goes on the shelf, he goes, oh, no. <laughs> he runs to go put it away. <laughs> and if somebody is missing a sock because they didn't want their socks because their socks were too much of a sensory experience for them today and has left their sock on the floor, he will hold up the sock and go up to everyone's face. Sock? Sock? I don't think they want the sock in their face, but Probably I understand not. what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how how long has it been since the cleanup monster came to life and was given googly eyes? It's been month and a half month and a half two months i think and and so long term how has it been going since it's you been, had i will say like the the thrilling excitement over this box has googly eyes has faded away a little bit which is you know totally normal and fine they sure. still enjoy it and they like to make it do stuff um like go up and down and eat things but they don't necessarily pull out the trains that often right now we're very excited about things that are squishy um so like sl making slime together, those like water bead things. Um, mm -hmm. So they just start like every, they're kind of gravitating a little bit away from building that in that way and trying to figure out more like eyedroppers are really big right now, just different things. But they are, I think for me, knowing that like thinking about this idea of the cleanup monster has just been very helpful every day. Cause I get to, cause I see it, you know, cause it's on the shelf. So anytime mm -hmm. I feel like, I start to feel like, oh, why are we going so slowly? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Literally nothing matters. If we're two minutes late to lunch, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. just stay late. <laughs> or just take their lunch somewhere else. Nothing, it's not a big deal. But what if, what's a big deal is how we're all interacting in this space. Are we feeling good? Are we helping each other? Are we asking for help when we need it? Am I helping clean up that? I will say that is something that grinds my gears when teachers don't help clean up. Because even if I'm telling, like, when I was a little more fidgety um, about it, and I was telling, like, telling children what to do, I was still helping clean up. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like, I. It's weird to me to just like have the teacher like be sitting at circle and like be ready for circle or whatnot, and having the kids all clean up. I'm like, well, this is also my room. Like, this is our space, so I'm of course going to help. 
I'm, you know, not necessarily going to do it as fast as I could on my own, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up a couple train tracks. You know, there's a lot of train tracks. Let me help. You know, that just, that just feels good to me. I don't know. That's a sure. personal I mean, thing. I could, I could make an argument that the teacher should do all of the cleanup. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, um, I, I won't because I've probably done that in another episode, but um, <laughs> I mean, they're the ones that care about the cleanup, right? The, right. the, the, the yeah. people who have the energy over it should do the, to, should do the thing. Um, right. And I, I will say like my, my uh, educational assistant and I, like we both tend, like at the end of the day, she tends to go through and if there are things that are like fallen on their side, she'll pick it back up. And I told her like, you know, you don't have to do that. She's like, I just like it. That's fine. Yeah, my, <laughs> if it, my if life it's is, fun for you. Yeah, my life is a little bit better if if the things are a little bit more orderly. Right, she's like, That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's your sink look like right now, Sam? Uh, there are at least two bowls and two Tupperware in them. At least. I can't say, I don't think there's any pots or pans. I think it's just bowls. And two Tupperware from lunch this week. Okay, I think. Do you what kind of what what kind of what's your what's your knobby situation? You just got the one guy, or you got one of each? We or... got we just got the one guy. He goes out uh, and then up or down. Okay, well you got to figure out where to put the googly eyes so that the so that the spigot looks like a nose. You got to position <laughs> ah. googly eyes. Oh, that's so, good. Uh, I like that. Yeah, so that then then you'll you'll want to want to get those dishes done. That see that does sound great. That yeah. sounds really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for that problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the episode: just put googly eyes on stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been I've been trying to figure out where to put googly eyes on the uh, the Tipsy Mermaid, um, because I thought maybe some some good kayaking uh, googly eyes might be fun when we're when we're bouncing around oh, in, the, well. in the wild seas. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm that not sure where fun. I'm not sure where her but eyes are yet. You should put googly eyes on the back. Do you wear a life jacket when you kayak? Mm, I no. No, that's fine. If you did, well, I, mean, I would say put them on the. On I, the I I will, but I haven't been any any in, in any water that's over over waist deep yet because that's that's, that's a lot of paddling to go that far it out is. to sea. So uh, no, but, but yeah, when you do, yeah. put some googly eyes on the back of that. So that way, if you do fall in and the fish see you from behind. What they see is, oh, yeah, yeah, a very um, crazed looking creature. Say, I'm saying, I, I just heard that um, a whale washed up on 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 not my beach, but the beach that used to be our Ooh. beach. But but up the and I didn't even know about it until days and weeks after it happened. A thirty foot fucking whale washed up in the beach, and 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 then Tasha knew about it for days before I didn't didn't tell me which. Dare she? I I mean I was I was heartbroken, but um, there was me and whale the, news. Me 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 and the dogs would have went and would have loved sniffing around a, a thirty foot dead whale. Oh my um, god! Imagine. I mean, I mean, we all would have been rolling in it. It would have been, <laughs> been delightful. <laughs> I totally Tonight have a, eleven local man rolls in dead rolls whale. In local beach guy rolls in dead whale gets beach smell um jeff johnson owner of jeff's eye patches peg legs and hooks yeah well exactly i thought it'd be good uh good promotions hey listeners you want to roll you can, in a whale you can if you have any any thoughts or comment oh listeners the the voice and text message number is 228 228- 
303-663-6737. There's something I actually really care about. I mean, I care about hearing from about anything you want to talk or or message about or type about. But but one thing I'm really interested, uh, you got you got kids you in your program or in your homes that uh, that have to do silent lunch at school or uh, aren't allowed to run on the on the playground. I'd like to like to hear about those things because those are things I that physically apparently... recoiled. Uh, yeah, I saw you recoil. Those are some things that are actually going on in in some places, and I'd like to hear from some people that are experiencing that. Um, mom, uh, thanks. Mom heard from a mom who uh, who uh, went to went to have lunch with the kid at at, at school, elementary school, and uh, and talking isn't really allowed at at lunch. Uh, somebody somebody asked her 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 daughter if she she'd like their their fruit cup. And she responded and got got scolded. Um, Imagine caring that much about people making conversation. Oh my goodness! Well, we wouldn't want children learning language skills and conversational skills in in school Forming now, would meaningful we? Meaningful relationships with people, no. Be, or, or what? Or, what are meal times for if not for sustenance? Yeah, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we pull the plug on whatever this has been? Mm, final thoughts. Nope. Nothing in Monogan. This has been the Child Care Girl Podcast. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You should put googly eyes on your microphone. I should, but I've got one I've got a little I've got a little sticky guy here because this is the this is the sweet spot of the microphone right here, but I don't know exactly where they would go. This has been an explorations early learning upstairs. Oh, so many yeah, that places. production. Yeah, there's so many. Just like put it on the cable ring. Oh. Um. One googly eye on each earbud.